Oh, good. When are you going to have to perform for us? When you want me to. We'll set it up. We'll let you know. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube uh, chat line, um, rebuildingdemand.com, I think, something like that. But you can find it. And whatever your questions and comments are, I can get to them. And good morning to everybody here again. Hi, y'all. So, uh, oh, I have two questions. Number one, where is the, if you want to hear a lot of lies, if you want to hear people lie a lot, where's the best place to go to hear lies? Where? Oh, hold on for the mic. The news? To what? Tune in the news. The news? Close. You're almost at this other location. <laughs> This your first time here? Yes. Oh, what's your name? David. Hey, David. Hey. Are you from Sylvester, California? Georgia. Yeah, you sound like that. Yeah. I hear that old Georgia You're sound. Negative, right? Georgia on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you call the show sometimes? I don't. I oh. watch a lot on YouTube. Oh, okay. All right. And this your wife? Yes, it's Maura yeah. Kim. And what's your name? Kim. Barbara. Kim. Kimberly Barber. Oh, welcome. I'm glad you guys Thank are here. You. Thank you. So you say the news. Um, what do you say? You had your hand, right? I did. I'll go with funeral for 50 points. <laughs> <laughs> the best place to hear a lot of lies is at a funeral. Yeah. At a funeral. Funerals lie more than the news. <laughs> Have anybody ever thought about that? You never thought of that, huh? Yeah, you have. Yeah. What do you think of that, Brenda? I think it's very perceptive. So what? You, it's very perceptive that you say that, and, and I can understand why news was close, because a right. funeral was in the news. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, well, you're going to say bad things about a dead person? Not usually, so. And why not? Why do people lie at the funeral? <laughs> even, even a preacher lie. Uh, that's a very good question. Um, I don't really get it, but you don't, you don't, I guess because there's no rectifying anything at that point. So, <laughs> you know, why say something bad about somebody? They can't do anything about it anyway. But don't say anything then at the funeral. I guess it's uh But there's something tradition. happening that made people think that it's okay to lie at the funeral. You know, maybe it's that everybody's got some good and bad in them. Not when you did. Well, they did have. I mean, don't have anything in you. I, most people don't have a completely uh, bad character, and so you just try to highlight the good things about them. So it, it's really omission rather than lying. But they never say anything bad at all about the dead. Right, it's omission. You just leave that part out. <laughs> Have you ever spoken at a funeral? I don't think so. I, I, I couldn't do it. When both my parents died, I just couldn't bring myself to stand up and talk. I was right. too upset. Yeah. I've, I've thought about that afterward, thinking I failed in some way, but I'm not, I am a crier. I cry real <laughs> easily, so it was no point in standing up there and just boo-hooing. Right. 
That's amazing. Joel spoke at a funeral recently, and I think that's going to be his last invitation. <laughs> because he did not lie. Yes, Joel. I was going to say, there's this, this weird honoring that people do when people die. Like, they, they suddenly go from being a regular person to special when they die. So when you go to a funeral, they, they tend to think that they have to honor them in some kind of way instead of being truthful. So when you be truthful, there's this pressure on you. That, oh, he better not say that. That's amazing. <laughs> and so when you told the truth at the funeral, was it hard for you to tell the truth? I was nervous, yes, because I knew that they weren't going to like it. <laughs> I knew there was an expectation to just highlight, like she said, the good things. Right. Right. And so after the funeral was over, no one would speak to Joel. They're like, hey, Joel, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no one said, congratulations, good speech. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they were just staring at me. Every time I walked by, they were staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like this one. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes, Mark. service to the dead because everyone knows your line you know what i mean when you say oh he was like jesus he walked on water whatever you're you know people know you're lying but why what is it about people that been conditioned to lie at the funeral even the preacher lie and the preacher didn't even know the person like oh this was a wonderful person i think they blessed their family i think you just said it they're conditioned to because it's all about feelings you know they're, they're of the lie they want feelings feelings they don't have the truth in them to just say, you know, so and so did this one good thing for me, and, and I remember that, and, and that's nice. And, you know, that's it. You don't have to lie. You don't have to embellish. You don't have to. Uh, I've been to a funeral before where, where someone says something and it's not a total lie, and you know, it is. It doesn't have to make you cry. It doesn't have to make you. As long as it's the truth, it's good. You know? Have you ever sat at, in a funeral and you heard people lying about the dead and you were thinking, wow, this person, nothing like that? That's what I mean. Everyone knows you're lying. Right. The person saying it knows they're lying as they're I wonder if the person like hovering over, the, you know, you know how you come out of your body? <laughs> and you're like standing around there in the funeral and they're saying all these great things. You're like, wow, I didn't know I was that nice. <laughs> Who are they talking about? <laughs> That's funny. Yes, sir. I think in uh, our society nowadays, especially with media being so uh, pervasive in our life, that, that it depends who they, when I say they, maybe it's media or public, the public deems as good or bad. And then because I think if, you know, somebody that, you know, the public didn't like, they definitely not hold back. But if they had some sort of, like, reverence toward them or this idea that they might be good, then you just kind of go full one way of, let's just say good things, you know, you can't bring up anything bad. But even if the person is not a public figure, they still lie at regular funerals. Even at drug addict's funerals. <laughs> drug dealer. Oh, this drug dealer was really a good person. And then if you notice, when people die, everybody go to heaven. I never heard at a funeral that this person went to hell. <laughs> oh, man, you got me on that Have anybody one. ever heard that? 
this was an awful person. I'm sure they bust hell wide open. <laughs> Even that person's in heaven. Y- yes, Mary. I think they, they lie because they want people to say good things about them when they die. That's why they lie? Yes. Because oh, so they're thinking, you know what? I'm going to be dying one day. So let me get up here and lie. <laughs> yeah, because they, they have to think that, you know, mm, they did a little bit of good and whatnot. But uh, I, when I die, I want people to say good things about me. You do? No, that's what they're thinking. Oh, do you want, when you die, do you want me to say good things about you? I don't really care. No, don't have me do your funeral then. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I did well, the funeral for a couple that's a member of this church. And their mother, his mother died, the man's mother died. And they came to me to ask me to do the funeral. I'm like, are you sure? They're like, yeah. I said, well... I asked, well, can I be honest? And I say, what I, what's the truth? They're like, yeah. And so, wow. And so I got up and I said, let this woman's life be an example of what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went on to talk about how awful she was. And, and the people loved it. They did. They're like, wow, finally somebody telling the truth. I think that's what we should do. At a funeral, at least say, learn from this. This person was not a good... I, I, I spoke at a family member funeral, and I just told the absolute truth about the person, how awful they were. And, uh, and the people were like, wow, that's so nice, somebody finally telling the truth at a funeral. Because this particular pers- person was hated. You know, all, because they were kind of a bomb-like person. And so whenever you see him coming, it was a guy, you would think, wow... This is a bad person, right? But when he died, everybody cried and how wonderful he was. Even the preacher was lying. And, and everybody sitting there, sitting there had to know that they were lying. But they were amening and this person going to heaven. And the preacher like, I'm sure he's in glory now. I'm thinking, I doubt that. And then they make up excuses. Well, you don't know what happened in the last moment. You know, who's going to wait till the last minute to say, God, I'm sorry. I mean, what it is, the mind make up all kinds of excuses. It really does. And so, um, and the reason I asked, because I, I saw some of Aretha Franklin's funeral. It was a mess. Wait until you see some of the soundbites tomorrow. A real mess. They carried on like she was an angel sent by God. And Aretha Franklin was a very unhappy person. She could sing well, but she was unhappy in relationships. She lacked character. She was not a good person. You know, and why not say that at the funeral? I, you know, especially with someone that knew her very well. I knew her. She was never able to overcome. Let this be a lesson. You got to overcome so you can have a better life. Just singing and making a lot of money does not bring peace. You know, you're supposed to try to encourage people. But there's something going on in the mind that you think that you're supposed to honor the dead. You know, I don't know how that's honoring the dead when you're lying in church. You know what I'm saying? There's something wrong with that. Anybody disagree with me? You can disagree. I'm okay with it. You know, uh, even at uh, John McCain uh, funeral, I, 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 on my show I talked about John McCain, and John McCain was a weak man. 
he was an angry man. He, he hated the president because the president said that he was not a hero because he got captured. And John McCain was the one that took the dossier and gave it to the FBI, you know, trying to hurt the president. Why not say, you know what? You're not supposed to hate. Don't try to get revenge. John McCain, for what it seemed, was never able to overcome that. He didn't invite even Sarah Palin to the funeral. She ran with him as vice president. And he didn't invite her either because she's a Tea Party member and all that kind of stuff, right? And so somebody should have said that at the funeral, don't hold on to hate. We're not all going to agree, but at least don't harbor hate. John McCain died with cancer, you know, and cancer in some cases come from hatred. It, it, it eat away at you, you know, you're not really healthy. But no one tells the truth at the funeral. And I find that interesting. Had you thought about this before today, Brenda? Like, wow, people lie at a funeral. I didn't think about it. I noted it. It's like, huh, I don't remember him that way. Right. But I didn't think about why would they do it. It's kind of like it, it just happens and you accept it. Um, as you're talking, it did make me think of something. I know somebody who had a very weak father who was a drug addict and a bum and couldn't keep a job and the mother ended up divorcing the father. Yeah. And the daughter puts all this stuff on Facebook like he was some kind of saint. Yes. And I'm going, you have a very selective memory of your father that you're putting out there because that's not the way I remember him <laughs> yeah. at all. But I think that's maybe how you get through the pain of having a bum for a father is you just sort of only try to remember the good stuff. And I think that's what people try to do at a funeral is just remember the good stuff and just talk about the good stuff. And but say, well, stuff, that's in the past. And But the stuff they're making up is made up. They're not even really talking about the good part of the person. Yeah. They're making up stuff about the person uh -huh. that's not even real. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one of the things that I've noted is I didn't grow up in the Catholic Church, but I've been to a lot of Catholic funerals. In Louisiana, there's a lot of Catholics. Right. And at Catholic funerals, what they tend to do is spend more time talking about the scripture and the lesson in the scripture for that day right. or that event rather than they do about the person. They don't tend to go on and on about the person. And I, I don't know why. It's just something about the way they do it. But they figure that the liturgy, what I think they do is they figure, hey, we got a captive audience here. Let's, let's talk spiritual. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk you know, church, yeah. and it's very little about the person and a lot more about the message that we get from the scripture today. And I think it goes to what you're saying. Let's use this as an opportunity to say, here's how we ought to be living. Right. And not so much about whether this person was good, bad, or whatever. If the person was a decent person, it's okay to mention that. But most of the time, these people are not decent people. Didn't John McCain, or did John McCain, not a, I don't want to misleading question here. Did he cheat on his wife or something? He left his wife and went and married another woman? I kind of remember something like that. Did anything like that happen? Nobody know for sure? He divorced and remarried. He divorced and remarried this other woman he was with, right? Right? And it was a big mess about that at one time. I wasn't paying a lot of attention to politics when that happened, but something like that went down. And that should have been mentioned. Don't leave your wife and marry another woman. 
it's not good for the children, it's not a good example, why do it? But the Christians just go along with that too. It's so amazing. We got to change it. And so I have another question. A caller called into my show, a woman. Oh, James, you got something for me, right, before I move on? And uh, who do I want to answer this? Yes, James. Somebody. James the... has on his Wallamilly shirt today. Wallamilly. Yes. Right. He's a little racist. <laughs> I had on my monkey shirt. Did you see my monkey shirt? Wasn't that a great shirt? And my monkey had bananas. <laughs> so I went all the way. <laughs> we were not monkeying around on Friday. <laughs> uh, anyway. About the, about, um, about the saying nice things at funerals, this person says it's called empathy. It's the human thing to do for the family. Really? That's amazing. So lie to the family. That's love. Just okay. To mention it. Okay. I, I appreciate the feedback. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Yes, sir. I think it's uh, also something very similar happens at weddings. People just see, like uh, Brenda was saying, they have an audience, and they want to have a little performance. And they're like, oh, James is getting married. James is my best friend. Me and James... We, I love James. Me and James, it's like, it's, like it's about them. Yeah, you know? that's like, a good point. Give, give me uh, yeah. 15 seconds to shine. And so when someone's at a funeral, it's like, oh, I love this person. There One time they gave me a dollar, and that means everything. And it's uh, just like, that's amazing. get over yourself. We got to change that. We are the light of the world, salt of the earth. Yes, Brendan. I did a, a, a wedding in Alabama. One of the Bond guys, he got married, so we all went back there for the wedding. And so they had this big old nice beautiful wedding. And I was standing there with the guy and the woman coming down the aisle. You know how they do that, right? And they sing here kind of bright. And then so while she's walking down the aisle looking all pretty and stuff, I said to the guy, man, you're making a horrible mistake. <laughs> I said to him, you really didn't think this through. <laughs> He's like, what? Are you serious? I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm like, this is not going to work. He like, oh, and he was like sweating and getting all nervous. He's like, are you serious? Why didn't you tell me this beforehand? And this is why the woman is coming down the aisle. <laughs> And then, so I said, I'm just playing, man. But, <laughs> uh, some of you, with my friend Clint, you know Clint? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's feeling bad I wasn't invited. <laughs> he was sweating and nervous, like, what? Why are you just, are you just not telling me this? Too late now, man. <laughs> but I told him I was playing, and he relaxed. And the world was fun. And they're still together. And they have three nice kids. Uh, yes, Brenda. Okay. So I, want, I would like to revisit what you just said, because you just said it's wrong to divorce somebody and go marry somebody else. Yes. But in that situation that I just told you, where that young girl's father was a drug addict and a bum and wasn't supporting his family, and his wife divorced him, 
and she went out to work and took those two children and supported them and then met another man who was very responsible and gave them a better life and they had two more children together but the, with the new husband but that previous father was not supporting his children so I think she did the right thing to divorce that man. No, um, what happens is uh, if, you, if you're married, unless your husband dies or wife dies, and I think you can get out if you cheat on you as well. But you're not supposed to remarry because in reality you're still married. And then what happens is the mother should get rid of all the anger and love God with all her heart, soul, and might. And the same spirit that's working in the man will work through her as well and help her raise the kids. It will cause her to raise the kids in the right way to go. And he will also provide for you as well. And, but you have to have faith in God in order to live that way. And you have to become that way. But, and then because the kids don't like, they don't accept step-parents. Their soul don't accept it because their spirit only identifies with their natural parents. And so when another man or woman come in the, in the middle, that person stands between the kids and, and, the, uh, and the parent. And now the kids are feeling left out. And they'll feel like the parents are suffering, the parents are not thinking of them. Kids do not accept step parents. No, not, hold, I wanted to respond. And sometimes it could be a decent man or woman. It's not like all step parents are bad people. It's just that the kids so only identify with the parents and not uh, an imitation of that. And I think a lot of women don't realize that, that God will work through them to raise those kids. Because it's not the man that's raising the kid, it's the spirit of the father that's in him. And it's working through him to raise the kids. Okay, so let's, let's put aside the stepfather. For the years that she was with the first husband, right. she is living in squalor with a man who is buying drugs and using drugs in their home. Right. You think she should stay in that home with those children? No. So she should leave and go on her own. Right. She should have gotten out of the situation but not remarry. But divorce? Should she divorce I him? Wouldn't, I would not have recommended divorce either because if anyone should do it, it should be him since he's the bomb. And that way it's on him for getting a divorce because if you uh, apply for the divorce, then you're going to suffer for it because you're breaking the spiritual law. Mm. Okay. That makes sense? She should have gotten out of that situation, moved on with her life, but not divorced. Because he may change. Who knows? You know, some people do change, right? right. And plus, she's still married to him. Okay. But not stay in this situation. Okay. What do you think about that? I'd have to think about that a while. Um, it's not in agreement with what I think, but I'm willing to consider that. But you can't go back and undo what you've already done. So a lot of people have been taught over the years that if you're creating a bad situation for your children to live in, that it's better to get out of it and than to keep them in a bad situation. Right, but not divorce. Well, that's, all, that's the only thing I'm saying. What it is, we have been taught by the world in such a major way we don't even realize. Christians live like secular people do. Yes. They live just, there's no different in lifestyle with Christians they're there with the secular people. They're influencing us rather than we influencing them. And we're supposed to influence them. They're not supposed to influence us. So the reason that you may be thinking that way, and a lot of people do, because they have the mind of the world rather than the mind of God. Right. 
and the world is all messed up. I've run into a whole lot of men and women who are living together. And when asked, why are you doing this? They said, well, everybody else uh, are doing this or just what I see. And so they don't even think about it. These young people are not thinking because they don't have a really good, positive, right kind of Christian example. And the parents are going to church every day and their kids are shacking up. And, and the parents don't care. In many cases, the parents would take the boyfriend or the girlfriend with them on a vacation. And in some cases, they're living together in the same house, praising Jesus. If I had just thought about living in the house of my girlfriend, <laughs> my grandmother would have beat me up and down the road, in the cotton field and out the cotton field. <laughs> she would have been like, are you crazy? Boy, come here. Then I would, if I had just even had the thought of it, she would have beat me for thinking it. <laughs> because you don't do that as children of God. And parents don't allow, parents have to set the example so the kids can see the right way to go. What kind of parents live in a house, okay, son or daughter, bring your boyfriend on in, y'all shack up right here. It's better than doing it in a car. And accept that. I don't know how to live with that kind of stuff. Even in my worst days, when I was a low life, I would not be able to handle that. I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't let my kids live in the house with me or even take them on a vacation with the boyfriend or girlfriend unless they stayed in a separate room way on the other end of the hotel and you stay right here. You know, that's what we have to do. We can't live like the world. That's what the world pushes. That makes sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. But is it food for thought about if you're in a bad situation, get out the situation, but don't divorce? Yes, it is. Because just think how much that would, uh, would do for the kids to know my mother got out of the situation. She did not divorce my father. She still provided. She didn't talk about him. She had love for him, but she took us out and we we're doing fine now because she loved us. She didn't bring another man in the house. You know, she was there for us. Right. Because the only reason to get married anyway is for children. And so if you already have children, why marry again if you already have children? You know what I mean? I do. That makes sense? Yes, it yeah. does. And it's in the scriptures not to do those kinds of things. We read about it, but we don't live up to it. It's amazing to me. And that's why the Christians are as miserable as the children of the, of the liars. Because they're living and thinking the same way. Right. They don't have a renewed mind. Okay. Well, I, I think a lot of it stems from people get married too young. And, yeah. And so, I, for some reason, and they, they're putting it off a lot longer now than they did when I got married. Yeah. I was not even developed in knowing who I was the first time I got married. So how could I know who would be a good partner for me? And so, not partner, husband. Husband, okay. Partner is gay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, good husband for yeah. me. And then when you're See, in. See, that's it, another word the Christians picked up. My partner. So, whenever they say that during the interview, I'm like, are you a homosexual or something? <laughs> it's my husband or my wife. It's not my partner. That's the world way again. And the Christians pick it up and they say the same thing. You got to pay attention because we're being deceived. Right. Very valid point. Yeah. I, I was just trying to say that I was so young. And then after a few years, when you figure out, oops, I made a mistake here. This is not really the person I should have married. 
you're looking at another 60, 70 years of living with a mistake. And so I counsel people don't get married for a long time, you know. So if you sure. wake up and realize you made a mistake, because in that fallen state, we all make mistakes. We don't come together with the right person in a fallen state. Should you stay in that situation or get out of it? Well, what I just heard you say is you should stay in it. Yes. And you stay there because... In all honesty, nobody is with the person they should have been with. But in that fallen state, it based on emotions and, and, and so-called love. So you're going to end up looking for, getting with the wrong person. But if you just realize, this is my fault. I was blind. I could not see what I was getting into. I'm wrong. Everything changes just like that. Now you can love that person. You can live with that person. Everything changes. And it's so amazing how that is. Even when you get in trouble, let's say you steal a car. How many people stole cars? <laughs> uh, you about to raise your hand? <laughs> you start to raise his hand like, no, I don't want to be the only one. How many people spo uh, smoke pot this morning? No potheads? Um, but anyway, you drive down the road, you stole the car. And now the cop is coming, right? Rather than freaking out and trying to get out of that situation, let you know, stop, hold your hands up and say, Mr. Cop, I was wrong. Yes, sir, I stole this car. The situation changes just like that. It really does. And I tell kids, kids that when you get in trouble and your parents have, you know, they catch you, just say, yes, I was wrong. There's nothing a parent can do after that. And you change after that. You're admitting that you're wrong. Everything changes just like that. Isn't that nice? No? Try it. It really does work. Okay, let me do this. That makes sense, Brenda? So does it make sense you married the wrong person, but you realize you were wrong, but don't leave the situation. Just become a good wife. Right. That makes sense? Right. Yeah. I don't want to turn this into a thing about me, but yeah, it makes Too sense. Too late. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But we're not taught that by our parents. They are not that kind of example. They should be an example like that. So as we are growing up, we can see how to deal with things. We, in that fallen state, and even Christians deal with situations like the world does. The first thing they want to do is get out of it. The first thing they want to do is blame the other person. Because when things are happening to you, you are involved in that too. You brought it on to yourself. You made that happen. That's why God said, admit you're wrong and he can take care of it for you. It changes as soon as you admit you're wrong. It really does. Um, I saw another hand before here, but let me go here. Yes, sir. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor. Is this sir. your first time? Yes, sir. Oh, what's your name? Martin. Martin, welcome, buddy. Thank you for coming. I have a question. I'm a bloody idiot. I got a DUI two months ago. I get gout, and it's both hereditary and my diet because I did 23 Me. However, I don't agree with the ethnic makeup, but I believe the medical report is very accurate per se, at least 85% accurate, and I know I'm prone to get gout. Anyways, I got a DUI, and I wasn't swerving. I didn't drive recklessly. However, I was speeding, and I passed uh, two highway patrols, and they pulled me over. And the highway patrol officer asked me, do you know how fast you're going? I know, officer, how fast I was going. But he did his job, and I commend him. So I'm willing to pay the piper. I believe it's important for us folks to have integrity. I think it gives character. That's all I wanted to share, sir. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a friend who got in trouble, DUI trouble, and he told the cops too much. He was too honest. 
I'm like, something you don't have to volunteer? But you're right. It's character. It's, it is something else having character. It really is. It's so different than what you could even imagine. It's a light unto your feet. It, it renews your mind. It causes you to deal with life differently. Nothing is that important. No matter what it is, when you become a son or daughter of God, it's so amazing. Because you're now living from his nature rather than the nature of Satan. Because all people who has anger, who have anger, are children of Satan. That's why you have a bunch of excuses and all kind of stuff going on. But you got to admit that so you can overcome it. You know, I saw your hand a while back, right? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to mention, uh, you really threw me off when you said funerals was where there's the most deception. Because I was going to say, uh, buy here, pay here, use car dealerships. Oh, that's a bad one, too. But they <laughs> but anyway, don't lie as much as you do at the funeral. I'm just, jo- I'm just joking. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I did a little bit of research on what you're saying about the marriage thing. Because uh, there are strong pulls to not do it the biblical way. And, you know, Paul... In the, um, in the for the body of Christ, he's a uh, Gentile representative of the body of Christ, and he says he doesn't even recognize divorce. He just says widows, and then widows that are widows indeed. Those are the only single women that are recognized in the body. You yeah. know, whereas uh, uh, yeah, maybe in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John talking to Israel, there was a uh, recognition recognition of Moses. Uh, giving divorce, but in the body, which we're a part of, you know, um, the uh, there's not even talk of divorce. It's just widows who are widows indeed, and the other widows where the family members are able to take care of them. So the church only takes care of widows who have no family. Yeah. But other than that, there's no divorced women. One thing I know for sure and without a doubt, if we were truly children of God, if we were sons and daughters of God, there would be no divorce. You will have one wife, one husband, until death do you part. I have no doubt about that. Zero doubt about it. Because in him, you have perfect love. And can you imagine a husband and wife with perfect love? Why would you want to separate? And we have arguments. It wouldn't be personal. You'd just be screaming and yelling, but no big deal. The love, in his love, it never changes. No matter what happened. It never, ever, ever, you can curse and carry on, but the love stays the same. And that's why we got to return to him. Really. And you can do it. Christ came, made it possible, you can do it. And it's simple. You don't have to pretend it just is. It's just like living for Satan. It's so amazing. Meaning that you have no other choice but to be controlled by him. Then you're controlled by God. I was talking to my cousin, one of my cousins yesterday, and he, he truly believed that he made choices. I'm like, you have never made a choice in your whole life. Never made a choice. But we'll get to that another day. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, sir. Um, I was talking to my mother, and um, my uh, my mother and my father separated a year ago. 
And I, I thank the Lord that they waited till I turned to 18 to get, you know, that going. And um, I was trying to explain to her that, you know, back in the good old days when boys were boys and girls were girls, um, if there was any complications in the marriage or, like, a divorce or, you know, becoming a widow or a widower, um, you would have to go to the church and become a monk or a nun, basically dedicate your life to God. And that's, that's exactly what they would do back then. Oh, I see. Like, if, you know, you were like, I don't want to be with this person because of a drug addict or because of whatever complications, you know, they would say that's okay, but you have to dedicate your life to God. That's there's, interesting. There's, there's no exceptions. And that's why people became nuns and monks. I noticed that during a wedding ceremony, the couples made a promise to stick with each other through thick and thin, but they don't really mean it nowadays. They just plan. And I know that for sure because I've done weddings and then the couple broke up real soon. And I asked the wife, why did you break up? You said you're going to stick with this person through thick and thin. And they were like, well, I didn't really mean it. I didn't know it was going to be like this. But you're supposed to know it's going to be like that. Whenever you come together with another person, you're going to have some disagreements. There's no way around it. But if you had the right kind of love, it's going to work out. It really will. All things are possible if you believe, if you have faith. All things is so amazing. And today I want to get into how to have faith. I got to ask this question. And who do I want to ask? I'm going to ask a woman first and then a guy. And if the guy disagrees with the woman, the woman can beat him up. <laughs> uh, the young lady in the stripes in the back. Why would you pick me? You you're so sharp today. Yes. Um, I had a, a nice lady call my radio show, and she said, Jesse, women don't believe that they sin. And when she said that, I was stunned, because I was like, wow, that's an interesting statement. Um, my question is, do women believe that they sin, that they don't sin? Well, I can't answer for other women. I can answer for myself. And what, what do you say? I say no, no sin is no greater than no other. So what now? No sin is no greater than any other sin. No, do you sin? Of course I sin. I'm, do women sin? Of course we do. Oh, okay. Who think that women believe that they don't sin? All the women haters. <laughs> Man hating women. <laughs> oh, so... Had you thought about that one, Brenda? I don't know why I'm talking. You're sitting there. <laughs> you look like the light today, so you're ready. Have you ever thought that women believe that they don't sin? I've never thought that, no. Have you ever heard a woman say that she no. sins? Oh, that she sins? Yes, I have. Oh, yeah? So you think most women, not all, I'm sure there are some like that. You think most women believe that they sin? I believe that, yes. Oh, okay. I'm, I hadn't heard it in so long. It stunned me when she said that. It shocks me. I, I can't even imagine why she would say that. Amazing. I'm not going to let you speak, Mark. Because you take away all her imagination. What do you think? Do you women believe that they sin? That they don't sin? I think a lot of women think that they're victims. and um, That's a point she made, too, I think. Uh, I believe that I sin. I feel a lot of guilt. Um from past situations, but I most part I think women think that they're victims. 
that's what she said because she said that women are like the blacks. Blacks believe that they're victims. And so do women. And, and as a result, they don't believe that they sin. That's, a, that's the same point she made. Very good point. Very interesting. Isn't that an interesting point, Bernie? It is. Yeah. I love this meeting. We're thinking today, huh? <laughs> yes. Um, yes, you all. Off, off of that, I think women, just my opinion, think that they're more logical than the man is in their relationship. Interesting. What do you say about that in the gray shirt? Do women think they're more logical than men? Well, I think. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was the first response in my head. I was like, well, I think no. Um, yes, we do. A lot of times we think we have all of the answers. Yeah. And I agree with the victimhood thing because yeah. women pick and choose when we want to be the weaker sex. And Amazing. Yeah, they're 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 they're, they're we we do because we know how, I guess. Yes. You know. And the way that society is right now, it pretty much plays to that. And it it gives us a lane to do that. So a lot of us do take advantage, and I'm I am beginning to catch myself doing it. Right on. You know, like I said, what I thought in my head, I knew not to say it, you know? <laughs> and really yes. be serious because I knew that was more of a knee jerk response, and you know, we could probably go at it and all kinds of stuff. And it's, it's that's nice it. that you could see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's amazing. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, something like on the other side of what she was saying. Uh, when I was with my ex, uh, sh- um, she would kind of take care of the things inside, and I'd just be focused on things that would ha- inside the house. I mean, and I'd just be focused on providing and all that stuff. So I, I was kind of blinded to what she was doing, and she was kind of like stash money away for her, and and, pay, and use my money to pay her bills and all that stuff. And I was so focused on just providing that she kind of set herself up to be the victim. So I, I kind of understand what you were saying that. You pick and choose, or women can kind of choose what they want to be. That's so, amazing. That's, this is why men got to wake up and become men of God. Yeah, when I when I woke up, um, I was uh, I started noticing like her pattern of what she was doing. Yeah, and then I just kind of cut one thing off at a time, and then she started getting more and more angry every time I did. And yeah, so and that's why she's my ex. Oh, uh, this your first time here? <laughs> yes, this is. What's your name? Christopher. Christopher, welcome, man. And so how long had you been married? I wasn't married. Oh, <laughs> um, no wonder. Yeah. You were living with her? Yes. Amazing. Yes. Never, ever, this is for men and women, never, ever, never, never, ever, ever, under any circumstance, move together until you're married. Really? In my, in my defense, I agree with you. That it was a retarded move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what made you do it at the time? Um, I thought I loved her. I I wasn't sure, but I'm not. I wasn't sure now, you know. But I thought I did. Yeah. So, how many kids you have? One with with her. I have another one with the, another mom. But she was a drug addict and she left. So that's not my fault. <laughs> oh, so she was a drug addict. You had sex with her, made a baby, and not your fault. No, that that was my fault. I I take fifty percent of that. Oh, oh, <laughs> that blame. All right. So did you get with her after the divorce or before? 
I've never been married. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But uh, did you get with her why you were living with this woman? Or after you broke up with her? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. So you were living with a woman at one time, right? Oh, this was, uh, this was, this is like nine years apart. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. okay. And so how did you wake up? Um, I started thinking I was crazy, and then I realized that the world is nuts. Oh, good. So, did yeah. you overcome your anger? Yes. And how, did you go and forgive your father and mother? Yes. As, as soon as I ran into your videos on YouTube, yeah. I, I went to my mom. She left after that conversation. She was mad at me for, she's, I think she still is, but I don't she know. She was mad? Oh, yeah. She was <laughs> what did she say? Um, she started blaming me for a lot of things. And of I course. Said, I'm, well, I'm the child. So, you know, she, she kind of stormed off and she moved out at that point. She moved out? Yeah, she was staying with me for a little bit. Um, oh, so after you confronted her, she moved out? Oh, yeah, that very night. It was like at 10 o'clock at night. She left. Really? Oh, yeah, she was living. Man, you're probably thinking, wow, I should have done this a long time ago. <laughs> I didn't realize that's all it was going to take. You're not wrong. Wow. Yeah. That is nice, man. Yeah, and then and my dad, uh, he, he kind of broke down and told me, like, you know, all the things that was happening at the time. So it, me and my dad have a better relationship. Right we, on. We don't talk as much as... Uh, as much as well we talk more than what we used to just not as much as i would like to right so well god bless you man thank you and stay with it do the prayer stay with that you have not seen anything yet uh, well um she kind of accused me of uh, domestic violence twice Who? my my ex oh i thought you were about to say your mother no no not my mom <laughs> and uh i i just i i just said i just spoke the truth the whole time and uh, everything kind of flipped on her, and you know she's she's kind of in trouble now. <laughs> so I, all I did was speak the truth. So I, there's no there's no reason to lie, and that's that's that was, right. That's a big testimony that I have. Like right on, there's man. There's no reason for her to lie. What most people don't know, if you have faith and you become a son or daughter, you're that. Not talking about being, but you are truly that. The truth is something else. It really, really, really is. But you got to be of it and live it so it can work for you. You just can't quote the Bible and talk about it. You have to become it. Because once you become of the truth, you are of God. You have his love, his insight, everything, right? And so it works for you. It really does work. Yeah, my, my mom and uh, a couple of family members were asking me, like, why aren't you scared? I'm like, I don't. I don't know. I just I don't feel the need to be scared. So we just just go up there and tell the truth. Once you overcome anger, perfect love cast out fear. You will have no fear. Well, that is cool, man. Yeah. So thank you. I owe you a lot for that. All right. Remember that during the donations when we take up. Time <laughs> for When we take up offering. No, I'm kidding. But right on, man. You made my day. That is something else. Anybody else did something brave this week? Oh, good. Let me take this young lady and then here. And then I got to ask. Then I, I want to move to something. Um, well, there's this thing that had happened at Boys and Girls Club in Pasadena where um, they had asked me to write something for Dove. And I was like, okay, let's just do it. So I just, it was asking me, what do I think about what's the definition of beauty and how do I define beauty? So I How do you define what? Beauty. Beauty. So oh, okay. I just I just wrote a little thing, and then they and then a few days later, the the head of the boys and girls club came up to me and said, "Speak a little they, louder for me." Um, 
the head of you boys and girls you know you know how to yell girl <laughs> <laughs> the head of boys and girls club he had asked me to talk to him in his office and there was an email and they had chose me to be on a magazine cover or a ad campaign thing and so they asked me to write more questions and then when i got home and i talked to my dad and my mom we decided not to do it because of our beliefs and how we don't use dove and how dove is like it's it's owned by so many people and owned by the big media companies and we don't believe in that so that's why we turned the thing down that's amazing and you told them that yes what my, did they say they said that they were wowed by my responses and that's why they chose me but they said that they um that they um what did they say they appreciate um how we said that we weren't going to do it it's nice to have good parents it really is amazing um i got to do this because they're going to yell at me if i don't end on on time um can you turn to that scripture where it says uh i can do all things through christ so let me tell you why i brought this this particular one i want you to know this without a doubt if you are a son or daughter of god mean that you truly have forgiven your mother and returned to the father um your mind is renewed and you never doubt right and because you never doubt there's nothing that you can't do and there's nothing that you cannot overcome and the reason I brought this up I was looking at Dr. Field show and they had this woman on there who uh oh no it wasn't Dr. Field it was some kind of investigative show and this woman had been traumatized you know how we all go through trauma right and the expert was telling her that you never going to fully overcome the trauma that is going to always be with you how many people believe that and i'm glad because i want you to know that you there's nothing that has ever happened in your life or will happen that you cannot overcome you can overcome all things but you got to have you got to be of god not just going to church or reading the bible and claiming to be a christian you'd have to be renewed right and if when you're done when that happened all things are possible so all the little traumas we go through while we were kids you overcome those and forget about them you don't even think about them they don't and and when you want to share it with someone to think about it almost like you're lying because you have no pain from it anymore it's as though it never happened and so you can overcome all things where there's a rape or whatever because they have people who've been raped they have those people believe that they can't overcome that you're stuck with that for the rest of your life that's a lie the body heals the problem is people don't forgive they have this anger in their hearts and so they're separated from God right and only God can give that healing life that you that you get you receive seeing God remind you of it every day so you can judge yourself and when you judge yourself you're playing God and you're going to suffer We do not have a right or authority to judge ourselves or anyone else. And that's why you you stay in that misery because you believe in the lie of Satan. And then he say, "Oh, you got to hate that person." And you know, and all that mess, you can overcome all things. Really. And that's why I said somewhere in there it says old things have passed away and everything is new. There is no yesterday. and there is no tomorrow you are a 
right now, brand new person. And you don't have a past. We've been lied to about that. You do not have a past. It doesn't exist. Only in your mind when Satan is your father. Remember what happened last year? Yeah, I do. I was riding a horse and I fell off the horse and the horse threw me off and I, I hate that horse. <laughs> and that was like when you were 10 years old, right? And it's just Satan reminding you of that. When, that, when you fell off that horse, you was falling off the horse in the present. Once that happened, it ended. It doesn't exist anymore. Really. It's this, this illusion of a lie coming from your father, the devil, and then all of his children doing what they should be doing, deceiving you. Really, really, really deceiving you. And you mentioned how you have guilt sometimes, right? It's not God causing you to have that guilt. It's your father, the devil, reminding you of what, oh, remember when you did this wrong, right? And the moment you believe him, you judge yourself. And now I feel like, and some people like feeling guilty because they think that that made them feel sorry for what they have done. Guilt is not a sign of being sorry. It's not. It's a sign of judgment. Judging yourself. To just know that you were wrong and to admit that you were wrong is all you need to do. You don't need to have feelings with that. God does not give you feelings with doing wrong. He just wants you to see that you were wrong, and that's it. So don't judge yourself. That makes sense? Yes. Do you... I'm sorry. I want you to pay attention that the voices that are telling you these things about what you did is not from God, and it's not from you, because God wants you to live. He's not holding any grudges. And the moment you admit that you're wrong, it's over with. It doesn't even exist. And so don't judge yourself. That makes sense? Yes, it does. Do you know how to stop doing that now? Through the silent prayer. Yeah, but don't listen to any thoughts about what happened yesterday. Right. Because that's not God reminding you. What happens when it floats through your head? Just let it flow. Just let it flow. Okay. If you free your mind, the rest will follow. Look at Ermy laughing. <laughs> How many people heard that song? Yeah. <laughs> Let me hear it. <laughs> hit, hit a note for me. Oh, <laughs> here, here, my brother. Something, something. See? That's all I know. <laughs> Let's do it on the mic, because they didn't hear out there in the big you, You're becoming a star. <laughs> you're being discovered today. <laughs> Free your mind. And your mind will follow. Uh, he tries to black with it. Free your mind and your mind. It's, uh, if, when you free your mind, the rest will follow. That sounds a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> James, you know it, right? Yeah. Uh, Brendan, you heard that song, right? If you free your mind, the rest will follow. I'm telling you, when you doubt every thought, everyone, the rest will follow. Life is easy. It just happens. It just opened up. It just happened. It's so true. And I'm telling you this because I'm living it, and I lived away in that fallen state before with fear and doubt and uncertainty and worry. And I even tried to kill myself over a woman. Can you imagine? Suppose I had killed myself. I would be dead all this time and missing out on real life. And the woman going on with her life. But Satan had convinced me that 
It was worthy of death. I had lost my God. Isn't that amazing? Anybody else try to kill yourself? I'm the only one? Oh, good. One more. It's nice that it didn't happen, huh? I was weak at it. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I have five different ex-fiances, and I drank a lot of alcohol, did some heroin. And Whoa. luckily, God has a plan for me. I don't know what it is. You know, I'm being diagnosed with PTSD, traumatic brain injury. I'm a Purple Heart recipient. I was in, deployed in Iraq, Operation Rocky Freedom. So, If I had five different women, I would kill myself. <laughs> no. Maybe I should have killed them, but I don't want to get caught. So I'm just kidding, though. <laughs> no, seriously. Are you uh, doing my prayer? I need to learn it. I'm just really honored to be here, sir. Yeah, I'm glad you know? you're here. And, um, Do the prayer and yes, uh, come in for some counseling, all right? Yes, sir. Thank yeah. you. Come in. We'll talk. One day at a time. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely, man. One day at a time. Thank you, sir. Um, what else? I, I want to do something really fast here. Tell them about your great job, man. Uh, so <clears throat> I recently got a new gig um, as a behavior therapist for children with uh, disabilities. So I'm working at elementary schools, middle schools, and eventually high, uh, high schools. Um, but uh, yeah, it's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. But when I was in that fallen state, for some reason, it just never happened, never happened, never happened. Uh, lo and behold, now, you know, I wasn't even trying. It just kind of came to me now. And um, I'm really thankful that I got it now in this state of mind that I'm in right now so I could help out. As much as I can. And the kids and, and everybody getting better as a result of you waking up, right? Yeah, I mean, one thing I've learned is just uh, being there in that environment, is just, it validates a lot of the things that, that, um, that we talk about here. Most of those kids, I would say 90, well, not all, not all, not all, but 90% of them <laughs> um, come from broken homes. You know, yeah. that's not around. And they're just angry, just angry. Yeah. Don't let anyone tell you that anger is good. Is not. And don't let anyone tell you that you can control anger. You cannot. It's a spirit. And we can't control spirits. We are a spirit. You can't control it. So stop trying to control it. Relax. And it'll work itself out. Have no opinion about it. And it'll work itself out. It really will. When you drop having opinions about things, life is easy. You want to become a living being, really, and let it just work through you. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. And it's so nice, huh? It's, you know, again, I, I, um, I tell everybody this. It's, it's almost like I, I'm not even trying. You right. Know what I mean? It just happens. And the beauty is God does not want us to try. He made it clear of ourselves we can do nothing and of ourselves we know nothing. We're really dummies who can't do anything. But the ego wants you to think that you can. And the ego children are trying to deceive you to make you believe that you can. And you end up on drugs. Because that's why you start judging yourself for not being able to overcome. If you want to overcome your situation, have no opinion about it. Whatever it is. Have no opinion. Don't judge it at all. If you're in a bad relationship, just wake up every morning and just look at this person like, wow, this is interesting. How did I end up with this one? <laughs> but I'm fine with it. <laughs> and it'll work out. It really will work out. Okay, let me do this real fast. The young lady here, and then I got to take James. Yeah, you had your hand, right? I did. Okay. I'll be very quick. 
Because we had a discussion last Sunday about my going to um, forgive my mom. Oh, yes. Yes. Did and you do it? I did. Amazing. And did she move remember, out? <laughs> remember how last week I was projecting that onto her? Like, yes. she's going to go off and she didn't do any of that. But I might have manipulated her a little bit. Because when I walked into oh, the no. house, <laughs> I want to be honest, now that I think about it, because I was feeling very brave before, you know, while driving down there. And I actually listened to the recording before, right. you know, not to try to think too much about it, but right. to say, okay, remember what you're going there for. So she, it was just her and I in the house, which was great, you know. And the minute I got there, you know, I just, I just thought, okay, let's get, skip the formalities because I have to do this. I can't wait, you know. So anyway, sat her down. It took a very long time to get it out. I was choked up, but I just I blurted it out. And the second I, you know, just let her know, I want to apologize to you for resenting you. Everything just like yeah. loosened up. It was yeah. so crazy. She kind of had a confused look on her face. But when I went into the things that I resented her for, I really did explain to her these were the all this was my interpretation or my reaction to what I saw. You know, cuz each one of my siblings, we all had a different upbringing and we all even though we were in the same home. So, I just explained that to her and the best thing I think as far as the response that she had for me was that like, oh, okay, you, you recognize that I'm human. And, and I thought, okay, she's trying to find a way to say the same thing that I'm saying in a way. And the fact that she didn't flip out was like amazing. So yeah. she took the time, she told me about things that she saw in her life and how she interpreted you know, what her ideas of marriage were and having children. And yeah. she was so open where the last time we tried to have that conversation, she was just combative, and it, but she really let me in, it, you know, and, and explained some things, and it felt so good. Right on. It did, yeah. You're and free. I felt kind of silly for being scared at the end. I said, why was I so scared? Jesse was right. Yeah, it's so amazing that as adults, we are afraid of our, we're more afraid of the mother than we are the father, because it's the mother that we really hate, and we yearn for the father. So that's why we're not as afraid of the father. But because whomever you hate, whomever you're angry at, they control you. They really do. And you're afraid to uh, speak up to them because you don't have the love, that perfect love, that, you know, that cast out fear. So now you're controlled by this person. But when you're just going there to forgive them, you're not going to attack or any of that stuff. You're going to forgive. Then God take away that anger and put back perfect love because kids don't naturally have fear. They fall into it when they start to become angry at the parents, especially at the mother. Mm-hmm. Right on. And your mother's black, right? Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not adopted or anything. Right. Or it came to save me from Africa. Well, but no. Right um, <laughs> but yeah, she is. And like I said, I think too, I, I, I don't know where her growth came from, but I'm glad that it's happening That's because right. even her energy was different and yes. it was the softest and easiest I've ever felt her. And I think that that's all I've really wanted. So from now on, though, when you go around her, you be you, who you are now. Don't fall back into trying to be nice or going along just to get along. You know, when she's wrong, correct her. That's that's what love is, and it's going to help you develop. You got me misty-eyed. Okay. Yeah, but if you don't do that, (laughs) you're going to fall back under her control. Mm-hmm. And actually, we kind of got into a heated, um, not discussion, but like 
Well, I guess it was a discussion. I, I'll admit we were gossiping about some people, but uh, <laughs> and I and I forgiveness to gossiping. <laughs> yes, and I thought that was so strange. And I said, okay, normally I feel worked up about it, but yeah. I just entertained it. And I said, you know, I was just kind of. I hate to go back to the word logic, but I was kind of just like, why are these people worried about this situation? You can just do X, Y, Z, remove the emotion from it, and it'll be done. Yes. And uh, she kept, no, but you don't understand, and there's emotion in it. I said, but, but that's the thing that's messing this up. Yes. So remove it. And she's like, you're just so logical. You always want to add logic to things. I said, well, sometimes you have to. You just and and I, let right, it, I let it go. I said, sometimes you just, you know, that's just how I do it. That's right. That's it. Beautiful. Yeah. Stay on that path. Really, stay on, it's going to it be feels amazing. very nice. Yes. It does. It feels so much better than the other and having fear when I go around her because now that I said that, the yeah. stuff I said, I feel so much more, okay, now, now you are my mother. We can just, yes. we can just move along. Right yeah. on. Yeah. And when you go back down there, if she turned to kiss against you, <laughs> just deal with that too. Because yeah. she might, you know, I'm not saying she, she might not do it, mm -hmm. but a lot of times they go and say, you know, your sister came by here today and she accused somebody she hate me. <laughs> Who does she think she is? You're like, oh, my God, you hate mama? And all hell will break loose. Yeah. So be ready for it. Meaning don't resent yeah. them. Yeah. And just say, look, you guys can do what you want. I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. You know, and move on. Yes. Now, one last thing. I'm sorry. I know I take so much time. I did. I did just, I guess, tell her, you know, I talk to my older brother a lot and sometimes he'll sprinkle in little things where you can feel that he does resent her. But if mm -hmm. you ask him straight out, he will tell you, no, I love her. Right. And I guess I can't rush him into that. But I did just say to my mom, because she kind of mentioned she thinks it's there, too. And I said, well, just listen to him, because whenever we're around each other, sometimes yeah. he will say something. And I'm telling you, he's sprinkling you a little bit yes. just to see if you catch it. So I told her, just be aware of that sometimes or yeah. try to, you know, and just maybe stop him dead in his tracks and say, son, what's going on? Let's talk about this. Well, next you know? time you talk to your brother, let him know what you did mm -hmm. and let him know that. Uh, how things turned off with you mm -hmm. and he should just be honest with her so he can overcome it right because he might not realize how to do it or why mm -hmm. so make sure you tell him okay I will right. definitely yeah so what I got to do really fast oh, no. the young man with the baby and and the other young man sitting next to you right and right here and then right here and we're done so we're gonna move a little faster go ahead well might just like comment on what you're saying that um, coming out of high school I used to think I was really smart uh, I've read all like the science books and all that stuff, and then uh, but people used to think I was a, kind of dumb, and then I realized my level of ignorance, and then I, the moment I realized that everybody started looking at me like, oh wow, you're really smart, like you can do these things. So yeah. that's that you're not even trying. I understand that. So yeah, if you want to be smart, become dumb, become yeah, just, an idiot. Yeah, and then you everything just opens up. Yes, absolutely, man. So how's how are things going for you? You were here last Sunday, right? No, I'm new. You're new? I'm new. Wow. But I watch you on YouTube, oh, so it's been a pleasure. Me. And uh, my Whenever name is Chris. white people come, let me know you're new. <laughs> because everybody look alike. No, I'm kidding. But what, what's your first name? Christian. Uh, how did you hear about us? Uh, YouTube. Oh, good, man. Thank you for coming. Yeah, you're um, great. You're great. Thank you, man. Yeah. Did you go to your mother already? Uh, yeah. I oh did. man! But, and what happened? Um, well, I've I've talked to her over the phone because she lives in England. Oh, okay. Uh, she, she's German. We both. Uh, so just to uh, put.
put everything. Uh, I, didn't, I don't have a father. I never met, met him. But I know he's somewhere in Turkey. Uh, he's an alcoholic. He lives probably. He lives his life on other women. So he, he sucks them dry and then disposes of them. You never met him. And I spoke to him on the phone briefly. The first thing he said, I should be thankful for him, uh, to him for him putting me on earth. You know, and I just like it just rubbed me the wrong way. And then uh, my mom, I, I love my mom to 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 bits because she was the man of the house. She she let us know when there was wrong. Uh, so it's me, my brother, and two younger sisters, all different. Well, my brother's same father, but both of my younger sisters have different fathers. Um, they, yeah, they're mess. doing okay now in the UK, but I'm here by myself, and I got here through just being angry. You know, like you I was tired, what? angry. Oh. So I was angry in the situation that I was in in the UK, and right. I just decided I'm going to take all my anger and just put it to one point. And I, and I went to university, studied games design, and eventually I, I got a job and I, I met my wife uh, on, the, on the way. And all these things, they're all positive. And me being here and, and making a living is a really positive thing. Uh, but I got it through anger. Yeah. And I, and I don't, now I'm like at that point where, well, I've got everything I want now. How do I let it go? It's like, is there even a possibility for me to continue without it? Yes. So I'm super. You can tell I'm scared about it. Right. So I, I just, you know. You say you went and forgave your mother? I did. And what did you forgive her for if, you, if she was okay? Uh, I just... I forgave her for just being weak. Um, and how do you know all these things about your father? If he didn't raise you, you have never seen him, right? Well... Uh, I spoke to him on the phone that the, he had the idea that I should be thankful. I just thought he should have been here working and giving his time up and being dedicated to the stuff that he does. Um, and so the one time that you spoke to him, then he said, Hi, son, I'm an alcoholic. I change women. Uh, blah, blah, blah. How do you find out all those other things about well, your th father? Those were imposed by my mom. Yeah. She, she told me all kinds of stories and... Crazy. Amazing. She made him look in the worst light, but I, I saw I saw some pictures where he's around women, so I could I could kind of see it would be true. No, you still can't see. My brother went to see him. Uh, when he went there, he asked my brother for money. So I'm like, I expected that. You sound just like your mother. I'm angry. I yeah, I want you to drop all those opinions about your father. Because until you talk to him yourself, you don't know what the real truth is. And the anger that you have for your father is your mother's anger inside of you. Your father has not done anything to you. He wasn't there, so he didn't do anything. So everything that you're feeling is from your mother. You have identified with her. You think like her. You act like her. And you sound like her. Yes. And so... And now that you're married, I urge you to drop that. I don't want to sound like my dad either. But no, you want to sound like you. I, I want you to become you, but right now you're your mother. And so drop that judgment of your father until you talk to him to find out what happened. Your mother was wrong for telling you all that. And now you're hating your father. You don't know anything about his life. You just know going about what she said, and she could be lying. 
or partially telling the truth. My brother went there. He's one well, year see, It has nothing to do with you, though. He came back worse. No, but you going there, you coming back better because you're going to forgive your father. Your brother didn't forgive his father. That's why he came back worse. I don't know where he is. He lives, he's somewhere in Turkey. I don't want to, I don't, I have no relation to Turkey. I don't even speak the language. Uh, I'm considering myself as German. Can't you call him? I wouldn't know where, where to begin with that. But do you see that the way you feel about him is the way your mother feel? Yes. You see I do, that? I do see that. Yeah. That's what you need to overcome. I will, I will try it. I try to do it more spiritually Tell your mother she was wrong for telling you all that stuff. She might have been, yeah. No, she was wrong. Okay. Because look what she's done to you. She put me here. I'm here because of her. But that don't mean, but she's still here with you. I'm thankful for that. No. Don't be, she lives inside of you right now. You're not yourself. Yeah. Are you thankful for that? Yes, because I'm here because of it. No, beta. You're a beta male. You, it's nice that she sent you here, but you got to overcome her because if you're married, you say you're married, right? Yes. You have children? No. Don't have any babies until you work this out. I know. Because your wife going to walk all over you. Is she already walking all over you? It's getting better. Oh. <laughs> Listen, man. Um, and I know <laughs> it's getting better. Listen. God is with you because if he wasn't, when you saw my YouTube video, you would not have identified with it. True. It would have made you angry rather than, wow, this is interesting. I had two fortune cookies telling me to come here. <laughs> See that? That's right. <laughs> and so listen, I highly recommend you tell your mother she was wrong for giving you her identity like that, causing you to identify with her. You don't have your own mindset right now. You're hating your father with your mother's hate. True. And that's not good for you. And if you don't stop, your wife is going to run all over you because you're going to be weak. You're going to need her in the same way that you need your mother. Right. And women don't like that. That makes sense? That makes sense. You end up, you're married to your mother already. Because you, uh, you, you got this wrong relationship with her. You identify with her rather than God that's in you. I understand. So your mother was wrong. She's not a sweet lady. Oh, she's not. But she's uh, firm. I like it. No. No? Okay. No. I don't like it. Uh-uh. <laughs> you want, a, kids want good fathers and mothers. Right. Not firm fathers and mothers, but good fathers and mothers. That love was right. And they were living an example. Uh, are you doing my silent prayer? Yes. Yeah. Stay with that. Are you doing it every morning and night? I do it just at night when I feel the most unrested. No, uh, do it in the morning, too, because you have most of your challenges are during the day. That's mm -hmm. when you really deal with people right. and things. And do it at night as well. Um, wh where do you live? Uh, in Santa Clarita, just like 40 minutes up. Oh, do you want to come here for counseling? Counseling? Uh, no, I'm okay. No, you're not okay. <laughs> I'll you, donate. Uh, well, still, you're not okay. I know I I'm okay. I want you to be okay because you're married. Not even if you were not were not married, I still want you to be okay. I, I believe I can I can fix this. Okay. By myself. Well, if you need help, we're here, man. I mean, your YouTube talks are like enlightening. Okay. So just right. I just have to keep watching you and keep my eye on what you have to say, and I uh, think I can pick up on some of those. Okay. Well, if awesome. you need it, we are here for you. All right. But you got to overcome your mother. I understand. Do not believe those things about your father. 
Okay. And even if they are true, that doesn't mean he didn't love you. True. And, and, and you're in the same situation that he was in with your mother. You're married to your mother, and if you don't wake up, you're going to leave home and become a drug addict and move to uh, uh, Africa somewhere, you know? <laughs> and then she's going to tell your kid, your dad didn't love you. He was an alcoholic, a player. He just moved to Africa. And I they, know those feelings, yes. Yeah. But you're going to pass that on if you don't overcome your mother. Okay. Really. Thank you. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. How long have you been in, in, this, in the States? Uh, five years now. Really? Um, right on. Any other questions for me? Um, no. It's just uh, it's nice to be here and yeah. see you in person. Yeah, it's I'm great. glad you're here. You're going to be fine, but you've got to stand up to your wife. Are you afraid to stand up to her? No. All right. And so how do you react when she overreacts? We just argue really aggressively at each other. It's like a shouting contest. <laughs> really? Why did you marry her? Uh, convenience. Convenience? Uh. Really? Yeah. In what way? Well, we, I was in China for my first job. When I left uh, after a year, I stayed at her mom's house, who was also divorced. Uh, but I, I paid pennies to stay there, but the visa kept running out every two months. So we just decided, let's just marry and forget the whole every two months going out of state to uh, renew your visa. Uh, so That's we did an it. amazing story. Isn't that like an amazing story? So do you still need her visa thing? No, we, she needs me now for visa things because oh. she got, got here because of joint marriage visa. Oh, I see. So we, we both benefited, like... Thank you and thank you. So we, we, we both on even ground now. Oh, you're on even ground? No, but well, now then, we have to, uh, you know. Well, then here's what I recommend. Divorce. No. Yeah. No, I'm going to stay with her. Why? Forever. Because I'm married But now. you got married because of a credit card. That wasn't even fake oh, love. No, credit. Just, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, not a credit card. No, in, in the, in the, oh, let me ask you this way then. You might be onto something. You should have said is she ready? Is she ready to overcome all her, her stuff? If I, sh if I do it first, yes. Oh, okay. Well, give it a good try. But well, don't make it a baby. I, don't, I don't see the point. Not, I liked her, but I wasn't like uh, physically attracted to but her. But you got, got married because you're trying to become citizens, right? Here. No. Or get uh, here. We were already together in the university. Should have probably mentioned that. We were oh. probably together for like uh, Four, four, five years before we were married. Oh, all right. So we were living together already, Amazing. which is bad as also. Yeah. Right? Uh, so you want to be with her? Yes. Okay. Well, then work on yourself and see what happens. Yes. That way you can have authority over her. I mean, you'll become ahead of her as Christ is ahead of you. But you've got to overcome your mother or it's not going to work. I understand. And if you don't overcome your mother and you stay with her, she's going to wipe you out. She really will because women hate weak men. They really do. They need a, a man that's right. That makes sense? That makes sense. So, so much work. Yeah, but once you forgive your mother, though, it'll become easy. Yeah. It really will. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, James, one last question here, then we're done. Uh, Rin Tin Tin asked about guilt. He said, 
Don't you need guilt to keep you in check so that you don't become a bad, remorseless person? No. If not, how do you make sure that you don't sin? People who have guilt become bad, what are remorse? Remorseless. Remorseless. Remorseless people. Really, that's what caused you to become that way because you're judging yourself. You're playing God and all you're doing is feeding your father the devil to make him make you do it even more so. So no, you don't need guilt. You just need to admit you're wrong. I'm wrong. That's all you need. And really know that you're wrong. Believe, you know, see that you're wrong. You don't need, God doesn't judge you like that. What sense would God, it make for God to make you feel guilty? He doesn't have to operate like that. He's all love all the time. And he never make you feel guilty. That's Satan doing that to you. God understands you're in a fallen state. He knows how you got there. He knows why you are doing what you're doing. He doesn't need to make you feel guilty. He wants you to be free. And a guilty person is not a free person. That's what keeps you in your hell hole for so long. You're judging yourself. You have an opinion about it. So no, that's not from God. It's not going to help you at all. Now, when you get past that and you just realize you were wrong, Satan's going to tell you, oh, my God, now you're doing these bad things and you don't even care. You, you don't feel anything about it. He tried to get you to judge. Don't judge. That makes sense? Does that make sense? In the back, from Georgia? Georgia, oh, my, my. That makes sense? In perfect sense? Do you judge yourself? I'm getting to the point where I'm not. If, if I get a thought in my head, I push it out. Right on. Just let it pass. Let it, pa- let it pass. Even if you did steal the cookie from the cookie jar, <laughs> just know I should have taken that cookie and cookie. drop it. Right. Even though it was the last one. Even though it was the last one. It was a good last cookie. And I'm, when your husband <laughs> said, where is that cookie? I don't know. <laughs> I thought you ate it. <laughs> really, don't judge and your life would change. It really will. God love you. He's not a judger. He really is not going to judge you. And those people who are suffering, they're suffering because they're listening to the wrong God. Really. And he's making them suffer. He made a promise he's going to kill, deceive, destroy, and kill. And that's how he's doing it. By making you judge yourself. All right. That was fun. Wasn't that fun? I thought it was. Uh, Here we go. We have counseling service. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. So if you need it, call us up or go online, rebuildingtheman.com. Um, this Thursday is the first Thursday of the month, I believe. And we are, what are we doing? Men's meeting. Men's forum this Thursday at 7 p.m., all right? The first Thursday of the month for men only. Third for ladies only, Thursday. What else? Uh, don't forget to donate. We need your support. We have books and things and all kind of stuff for your use. Um, tomorrow we're going to be live. We will do. The office is closed, but the radio show is live tomorrow. Uh, anything else, Hermes? That's it. Uh, James. And don't forget. Tell about the picnic. Oh, bring the mic real fast. It's for the people. It's for the church. Uh, that's all right. Let the world know we do other stuff. Besides. <laughs> oh. Is this your first time here? Uh, second time. Oh, okay. The ladies is the third Thursday night of the month. Maybe. For ladies only at 7 p.m. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. 
Sunday, September 9th, we're having a Bond Fellowship field trip at the beach. We're going to all go down to the beach. No restaurants, no happy hour. Unplug from the world and just talk. Have fun. Have fun. Yeah. And don't be talking about your mama. Don't be all serious. Just relax. All right? Have fun. Um, which beach? Ocean View Park. After church next Sunday. Santa Monica. Okay. Um, we should put that on the website so that they can find it there as well. We'll have it up on the site. This your first time here? No. Oh, you been here before? Yes. Oh, okay. I remember now the light shining in my face. Yeah. You just told me I look fancy. I see your clothes. You look sharp. All right. But the light shining on your face there, so. Yeah. Oh, uh, what else? I think that's it. Don't forget to do the prayer. The prayer. All right. Stay with the prayer. I'm telling you, I've been doing it 29 years, and you stay with the prayer, you stay connected to God's mind instead of Satan's mind, and he will show you how to overcome all things. All right, stay with the prayer no matter what, morning and night. And then after a while, it'll just become natural for you. All right, um, we need your support too here, so uh, get your money ready. Esteban is going to be coming around to take it, and don't be cheap. <laughs> Thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, we do credit card. Oh, those that are here the first time, oh, I'll talk to the new people. I want you to see Hermes. Yeah, I'm done. Oh, goodbye.